Welcome to Idaho Speaks, Idaho's conservative talk show. My name is Ed Bejarana. I created Idaho Speaks to give voters access to conservative ideas. Liberal media and progressive activists are working hard to change Idaho into the next California or New York. Please share these episodes with friends and family, and let's keep Idaho, Idaho. Now, with me on the phone, I have Ron Zetterberg, who is running to become Kellogg's next city councilor. Ron, thank you so much for taking time to talk to Idaho Speaks today. That's my pleasure, sir. So let's start with kind of the the heavy-duty question, the really hard one. I like to ask the hard one right off the bat. You ready for it? No, I am. All right. Who is Ron Zetterberg? Well, I am a, uh, a Christian, first and foremost. Uh, I kneel to my, uh, my God and I uh, pledge to my flag. Um, I... Uh, moved to Kellogg, my family, but actually, uh, it's an interesting story. My uh, my entire family has moved to, to uh, Idaho, northern Idaho panhandle. My son and my daughter uh, live in uh, Hayden, Idaho, and live over here in Kellogg, uh, this gem of a place here in the, the northern part of Idaho. Uh, I have, uh, I, and I migrated from San Diego, by the way. Uh, my, my son and uh, his wife have three lovely children, my, grand, my two granddaughters who are twins, and my, uh, my grandson, who's uh, two, and my uh, daughter and her husband uh, my, have uh, two daughters as well, uh, Cheyenne and Kaya, who are the apple of my eye. Uh, I enjoyed uh, a long career as an engineer uh, before I retired. Uh, I was an executive, senior executive, business owner, uh, and I travel extensively both domestically and international on business and uh, personally. Uh, I currently uh, work at uh, a bank as a service representative, helping people understand their their credit cards, their interest rates, and how to read their their uh, monthly statements. Uh, U.S. Navy veteran, I served as a petty officer in the in the Vietnam War. In aviation and marine warfare, I was an air crew on P-3 Orion, and my duty was from January 1970 to October 1973. Well, thank you for your service, Ron. I, I greatly appreciate you serving our country. Now, let me ask a question, a little follow-up here, since you're uh, a worldly traveler. What's your favorite uh, part of the world that you traveled to? I have to Oh, yeah. Well, I tra- on business, I, I went to Israel a, a couple of times uh, working with the Ministry of Defense there. Uh, but uh, on a personal note, Cadiz, Spain, it's in the northern part of the uh, coast of Brava. It's where Picasso and uh, Dolly both lived. But it's this beautiful little town. I just would love to just put my feet up and retire there. But I chose, uh, chose another special place called Kellogg. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you come across Kellogg? How, you know, I'm a California transplant as well. So how did okay. you, how did you end up in Idaho? Why Idaho? Well, my, uh, we, uh, we were looking at the, what was going on in, uh, in California. This was uh, five years ago and it was, uh, I, I grew up in the fifties and sixties. Uh, you know, we had Edmund, uh, or Pat Brown, uh, was the governor. He was okay. But then Reagan was the governor of uh, California. I grew up in a wonderful state called California. 
is no longer that state. So we started looking as a family. We all started looking at uh, at uh, places that we could relocate uh, in in total. Uh, and uh, my wife uh, focused on uh, Coeur d'Alene. So they had uh, they traveled up here. Uh, my daughter and my wife traveled up here and examined everything uh, up here. And uh, originally, it sort of uh, targeted Boise, but uh, I would I put a kibosh to that. I said, nah, I don't want to move to Boise." So we uh, we then uh, all came up to uh, Coeur d'Alene, and my daughter moved up first with her family, and then uh, uh, my wife and I moved up, and then. Uh, my uh, my son and his family moved up on a really nice place, and uh, I, in all candor, I was I was living with my uh, uh, my my son and his family. They have a large house, uh, but that was uh, it. Was time to move on. I, you know, as Benjamin Franklin said, "House guests and fish." Start smelling after three days. So, Ain't that the truth? Well, you so know, we, uh, yeah. So, so we, anyway, we, we found Kellogg and, and moved and bought a beautiful little place here and, and moved to Kellogg. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, and it is God's country, and that's that kind of leads me to my next question here. So, you, you're a world traveler. You you got a great family. It sounds like. And uh, you, honestly, you could live anywhere you want. So you chose Kellogg, God's country, and you're enjoying it here. Why on God's green earth would you want to become a city councilor? Well, as we look at the way the uh, country's going um, and the, uh, the liberal agenda and the one world, the new world order uh, uh, types, they really do start low as they can. They start in little in city in city councils. They start uh, in uh, you know the the uh, the the, uh, the law enforcement. They they start with the mayors of the smaller communities and build from there. Uh, and so, as a citizen of Kellogg, I look at what's going on. And especially, I mean, let me digress here for a minute. There was a uh, a young man who, uh, who was graduating from high school here at, uh, in Kellogg High, um, and he'd said something. I don't recall the uh, the venue, but he had said there's one man and one woman. Well, he was denied his right to walk through that graduation because he also denied his First Amendment right to uh, free speech. And that set me to thinking that Although Kellogg is, you know, it's a a poor community, but it's a community that has a lot of potential. But that liberal mindset raised its ugly head. And I said, hey, wait a minute. If not now, when? If not me, who? I needed to do something. And that something was get my involved, get my life involved in this city more directly than just being a resident. Well, and God bless you for doing that. Let's let's start talking about issues. Let's talk about what Kellogg is facing. What what are the top three issues you feel are facing your city right now? And more importantly, how do you plan to address them? Okay, well, I think the biggest. I was just just uh, just up from uh, um, Maine and McCarthy, uh, and so I take my evening uh, constitutional walking down the. Uh, uh, Maine and on to McKinley and by the high school and back up. 
the biggest thing facing uh, Kellogg is we don't have an identity. Back in the 70s, we were an absolute mining community. The, the, the Bunker Hill mine was producing, and, and we had an identity, and that identity was a mining town. When Bunker Hill went out and went, went under, and the whole mining industry in, this, uh, in the Silver Valley pretty much dried up, um, small towns lost their identities. We can look at Wallace. I mean, Wallace, they very cleverly said, well, we're the center of the universe. They have an identity. They have a draw that's uh, changing from a mining community and you know, a logging community that uh, Wallace was. They changed into a tourist. Uh, they could attract tourism, and they could make people want to come back again. Um, back in the seventies, uh, Kellogg had a uh, that identity as a mining community, but we had sixty-eight thousand 60, uh, um, people living here. Now we're under three; we're about twenty-two hundred. As we walk down the, the downtown, there's just rundown buildings. Um, you know, there, there's very little business here. There's nothing to really attract, attract anybody to come and visit, and certainly no reason to come and visit again, other than the gondola and the water slides and that stuff that's down uh, uh, west of town. Um, so I think the biggest thing we need to do is develop a an identity for this town, something that rather than being the city off of 90 when you're driving to Wallace, uh, we need to have a, a marketable identity. And marketing is the, is the operative word here. There's a lot that we have to offer. The, the, the uh, skiing, the, the mountain biking, the hiking, the, uh, uh, the, the beautiful uh, you know, the camping and all the things that we have to offer throughout the year. We just, we, we're not drawing people here. And certainly we're not drawing people to the downtown to, to uh, you know, there's no, um, there's nothing to draw people to our downtown and there's nothing to draw small business downtown because it's a little light. You, you draw tourists, you draw business. You draw business, you can draw tourists. Right. So it's a catch twenty two. So um so do you need to be yeah. so do you have I'm some sorry. ideas on an identity? Do you do you have some uh some vision that you, you're uh, shooting for? I I have a vision of uh, something not Wallace like, but uh really is as vibrant as Wallace. Uh being more uh, doing more things to draw people here, more events. Uh, I know we have two or three. We have the, uh, the depot days, and uh, uh, we have, uh, you know, Kellogg days. We had a couple of weekends ago a car show. Uh, but there just needs to be more marketing effort, more events that will draw people here so they have a chance to take a look at it. There's gotcha. too many people in Coeur d'Alene asking, where do you live? I say, well, I live in Kellogg. Well, where's that? Where's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's just, there's no... <laughs> All right. There's no identity. Test. So that's one of the three that's, issues. That's a challenge. That's right. one of the challenges. All right. So what are what are a couple uh, other issues? Increased revenue for the comp- for the uh, the city. Uh, I think the chamber working with. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm sorry. The council working with the chamber of commerce should provide incentives to small business 
to uh, to encourage their development in restaurants, shops, uh, sporting goods, among others, and uh, and to make an effort to do marketing for Kellogg. You know, about the only marketing we have is a sign that has a bicyclist on the uh, on a poster next to the freeway. Say, hey, here's Kellogg. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I'm a little underwhelmed. Right, yeah. right, right. So the biggest thing is certainly that. Now, I've, I've looked at Kellogg, and, okay, there there's a, a car dealership. That seems, it, most of Kellogg feels like it's a big car parking lot, to be honest with you. Uh, if you. If you go down McKinley or you go down any of the streets on the other side of the freeway, it's parking lot after parking lot of brand new trucks and brand new cars. Um, I have a concern about that. I don't know why that, uh, that is present here in Kellogg, but that just seems like Kellogg, the used, the, the new car place, uh, kind of attitude. Um, no, so that's, that's interesting. a concern to me. That's interesting. A town of 2200 and it's, it's largest footprint business is a car dealership. Exactly. Interesting. Interesting. So um, what unique qualifications or experiences do you bring to the table that you feel will make you an effective city councilor? Well, I, uh, when I got out of the Navy in 73, I went to work for Intel uh, as an engineer and uh, developed a career in, in high tech and, and grew my career. I, I, uh, as an executive and as a senior executive in, in uh, companies, you know, and I, you know, I worked for Amdahl and Bridge Communications and Biomation and, uh, and uh, worked uh, competing with IBM, but that gave me an opportunity to develop my management skills, my business skills, and certainly to develop my ability to operate large and small organizations. With that in mind, uh, I do have the experience to manage an organization, which is what the city council is. We're an organization that uh, is the representative organization for a community. Uh, it's not a huge organization, but it's, a, it's an organization mid-sized, I have to say. So I have the skills to understand multi-million dollar budgets, to understand project management, to uh, understand how to... Uh, uh, develop a vision of, of our of our uh, our city, and uh, develop the uh, the marketing tactics and marketing ability and sales abilities to uh, to market and to develop uh, Kellogg into a into a, a desirable place to visit. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I. Um... High tech that certainly gives you the 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 skill set. I came from Texas Instruments, so yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> we chewed so much you of the know same biomation, ground. right? Yeah, do you remember a, biomation? I do, I do. So, I I was the director of service for biomation. Offices all over the world. Oh no, kidding! Outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's talk about some of the specific issues that are that are facing Kellogg and. You know, I, I'm, most of the time when I'm talking to folks, they're saying growth and housing is a problem. What What is the growth and housing situation right now in Kellogg? 
Well, actually, there is very little growth. One of the uh, uh, one of the older buildings was just converted into uh, I think there were seventeen apartment units, uh, but uh, there, which is good and bad. Uh, control growth is good, but you know growth like Cordelina, Hayden, um, a bit excessive. Is really no growth here in Kellogg. We're pretty static. The housing is the older homes that we have here. There's uh, no subdivision being done, thankfully. Um, and uh, so it's, it's not an issue, but it can be an issue if uh, if the um, developers and uh, you know the uh, speculative builders and all those folks really see what the beauty of uh, Kellogg is. There is a lot of open area. They could be subdivided. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little concerned about that, but uh, I, we don't have a growth problem here right now. So, I mean, it's it's one of those age-old challenges. Um, small rural town, kind of in, in between a couple of major metropolitans. Uh, you, you got uh, Missoula, Montana, a ways away, but still within driving distance. You got Coeur right. and Spokane going the other route. And you, you're kind of right in the middle, far enough away that you're, you're not really an effective bedroom community for the bigger towns. And I think you kind of hit the nail right on the head. You don't have an identity to draw you in like Wallace does, for example. Um, right. What are some thoughts for business development. Let's focus there. Let's just, let's talk about business development. Cause I, I've been to Kellogg many times. Uh, in fact, I was there with a, a group of VCs, uh, venture capitalists looking at doing a development in the community. And I, really? I and I remember looking at main street saying, <laughs> there's, there's no way we can get 7,000 cars up and down this road here. So what are your thoughts on business development in Kellogg? Well, in, in any uh, business, business is a risk. And so the dilemma that I already uh, mentioned, uh, the, uh, the draw of the tourist to a business and the draw of the business because of the tourist, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's quite a conundrum. Uh, providing guarantees or incentives to small businesses to take the chance, to take the risk, of opening a business, a restaurant or a retail store or uh, a small shop um, really is about the only thing that would really develop that downtown. I would love to see um, small businesses, you know, knickknack shops, novelty shops, uh, nice restaurants here. Uh, I would like to see them develop, uh, but unless we can incentivize, and per, perhaps provide some guarantees to the business. We're not going to be pulling business in here. I think it's important that we, as a, as a uh, city council, work with the Chamber of Commerce here and really come up with some ideas collectively. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a um, brain trust here. It's not any one person, any one group. It has to be a collective effort to figure out, okay, how can we, what can we do to draw business in here? Uh, I've come up with the incentives, you know, financial and, and guarantees, but uh, certainly there are people who are more versed in areas that I would love to talk to and uh, 
and come up with a, a team effort here. Sure. Now, now I, I was on a city council in a small town in Oregon, I, in Fairview, Oregon, small town of 6,000, in a major metropolitan nestled right in amongst Portland, Oregon. And I know that uh, one of the big challenges that city councils struggle with is getting people to participate in the governance. We'd send notices out saying, we're going to have a meeting on an important topic. We'd love for you to come to city council and give your input. And the meeting would happen, the gavel would swing, and there's nobody in the, in the, in the room, just the counselors. What, how do you plan on involving citizens in the decision-making process as city councilor? Well, one of the things I think is lacking is I have, I, I, other than going to the city council meetings, I, and I haven't uh, overtly introduced myself to any of them, but uh, I, there's, there's no visibility of these counselors in the community. I, I never see them. Uh, you know, I go to the, I go to the events that we have here and, and they're conspicuously, unapparent. I don't know that they're absent, but they're certainly not apparent. Uh, I think personalizing uh, the uh, the city council is, is extremely important to get people involved. You don't get involved if you all come to the council meeting. Well, I'm not interested in that, but hey, come and listen to Ron. He's got this uh, idea for this new project. Oh, yeah, Ron, okay, I'm going to go listen to him. It has to be personal. We are people. We're not a we're not a committee. We're not a council. You know, we're not uh, we're not a uh, just a group of idols somewhere. We're people, and we need to be more visible in the community to to walk the streets, to to, to talk to people, to say what's going on in your life. How is your life improved? Is it is, is there something I can do to help you? There has to be a personal connection, and that will draw people into the meetings into becoming involved much less than a counselor is or much less than an elected official, but at least have the desire to become involved in what's going on in their community. And I can appreciate that. Let's talk a little bit about public safety. What, how, how is the police department and public safety in Kellogg at this time? Uh, right now, I think they're doing, a, actually doing a great job. Uh, the, uh, the police department just down the street on McKinley, uh, and the sheriff's department and the police department. Uh, I see them out and about all the time. Our, our crime rate actually, except for the ubiquitous drug uh, issues that are all over the country, uh, our, our crime rates are pretty low, actually. I think they do a very good job. Excellent. So let's look four years from now. Let's let's uh, you know take the assumption you've been elected, you've served your first term as city councilor, and you're looking to maybe throw your hat in for re-election. What or how do you plan on measuring success as a city councilor? And what key matrix, what key performance indicators will you be looking at? Okay. The. Uh the KPI that would really, for me, sitting where I am today and looking forward four years, uh, would be a thriving downtown. A downtown that isn't just a couple of vape shops and a couple of bars. I mean, a, a shop that people uh, want to go into, a, a community that people want to uh, uh, 
to visit and to revisit, to have an interest, to have a, a thriving community of people that are involved in what's going on. If I could see that four years from now, I would know that I did my job. But that would be fantastic. Absolutely. Well, Ron, I want to thank you so much for taking time to talk with Idaho Speaks today. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with the listener before we wrap up? Well, thanks, uh, Ed. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, you, as we look at the country, we look at all the nonsense going on in the country with, with our President Donald Trump and with the with, with Congress, with the Senate. Uh, we really do need to realize as as conservative Republicans, that we need to stand up against the tide that is really winning. It is a war, and that war is a cultural war. It's a war against the uh, Judeo-Christian nation that we are. It's a war against the small towns. Kellogg is a, is a, a precious example of 20th century small towns. Uh, and that and, and their reliance upon themselves, reliance upon the community and their involvement in the community is something that we have to cherish and protect and expand. So I, in final thought, there are a lot of Republicans and a lot of conservatives out there that are just watching things go by. They're, they're you know, improving their lives and on and on. I would ask, I would beseech you I, I, that get involved in your communities. Get involved in what's going on. Keep your eyes open to see what is going wrong in your communities and stand up against it. Be part of the solution, not part of the problem. That would be my final thought. Well, and that is a great thought to wrap up with. Ron, thank you so much for the time. And thank you very much. We've reached the end of the episode, but not the end of the issue. Please share this episode with your friends and family and help more people add their voice to Idaho Speaks. Do you have a question or issue you'd like to share with Idaho Speaks? Visit www.idahospeaks.com and click Share an Issue. Your state, your voice, Idaho Speaks.